This is Danny. And you're listening to Spinning Thoughts. Spinning Thoughts. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 81 of Spinning Thoughts. I can't believe we broke into the 80s. Ah, man, this is awesome. Uh, It's so great to have everybody here with us today. Now, for those listening for the Adobe premiere, thank you for staying up until midnight for this one. Uh, I may not even be up right now, so thank you for being up here and listening Uh, Super stoked to have another premiere episode on Adobe Radio every Thursday at midnight. You can check us out. Uh, Now, this is a very special episode 81 for two reasons. Uh, One's more special than the other. So I'm going to start off with the special reason number one. I'm here with a co-host. It's been a while since I've had a co-host with me. So we'll see if we butt heads at all along the way. Everybody, you might know this guy from our Metal Thoughts section of our website help me in welcoming we've got jay bone here from metal thoughts jay what up dude well what's going on man how you feeling today i'm super pumped this is going to be a good one now uh the band that we're about to talk to here uh you actually wrote about in uh one of your metal thoughts uh little shindig things right yeah i'm super super pumped about these guys are super awesome i've been talking about Uh, Getting people on the bandwagon here for months, it's been one of the bands that I just can't stop talking about. So I'm super glad that we get the opportunity to spend some time talking to these guys this morning. So to get to the more exciting introduction, because Jay is only so exciting, uh, (laughs) I am super stoked to have here for episode 81, we've got Jake and Danny from Greta Van Fleet. Jake and Danny, what up, guys? Hey! How you guys feeling today? That was like in sync, by the way. That was fucking awesome. Super stereo. Yeah, we're in sync. Yeah, we've been up for a couple of practice in that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys are like in the groove with one another right now. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, we are. Always. Where are you guys at right now? Where are you guys up in Michigan, the home home base area? We're in Minnesota, actually. Right now. <laughs> yeah, we're in Minneapolis. What are you guys doing there? Well, we're flying to uh, New York today. Some stuff. Oh, okay. You guys are busy. Always busy. How is that? Uh, it's awesome, actually. It's actually, yeah, it's pretty great. I don't, I, I don't do well um, when I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the time on, it's the time off, really. That, <laughs> that's dangerous. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty busy. It's not too bad, though. We, we enjoy being away from home and traveling. Well, if you guys like being busy, then you're in good shape right now because, uh, there is a lot of shit going on with Greta Van Fleet. It's all good stuff. We're super excited to talk about it. So let's dive into it here today. So uh, in April of this year, the band released its debut EP, Black Smoke Rising. Now, I sent out a tweet a couple months, maybe weeks or months ago about the band, basically saying that if there is one band, that, and this is the truth, if there's one band I would love to be in, like to fucking play in right now, it would be Greta Van Fleet. So I don't know if you guys are looking. At, I don't know if you're looking at another member, but 
I'm all for it. <laughs> um, but the I saw him first. Well, you you introduced me to them, but uh, so you guys dropped this debut EP, Black Smoke Rising, in April. It's an amazing collection of music. How's it feel to get this first one out there for the world to hear? Well, we've been uh, a band for you know with this with this arrangement for approximately four years, so we have written quite a bit of material, and uh, to be to be honest with you, it feels quite amazing to finally get out some of that material for everybody to hear. When did the idea for this EP begin, and how long has the band been working on it? Like, bring us up to speed on this whole process. Well, we've been we've been working on the material um, plus more, even um, that's on the EP for the last couple of years. So, um, our release has always kind of been in the view, um, but you know, like we we recorded just so much because we wanted to get as much out there we felt that an ep was a better option for starting um we're working on a little more than that now actually working on a full length so how did you guys like approach the the album in general you know where did you record it who else was involved how many other songs do you have well being being that we have been a band for four years uh quite a quite a bit of material i don't know i <laughs> Maybe maybe twenty five plus songs that we've kind of have, you know, recorded ish. You know, um, we we did the EP and a lot of this material in Rust Belt Studios out of Detroit with our producer Al Sutton and with help from Marlon Young. What track are you most proud of off of Black Smoke Rising? Uh, uh my favorite's got to be um, Safari personally. Yeah, Safari was was cool because we were able to bring all the energy that we kind of wanted to. My personal favorite is Black Smoke, just because of um, it, it really shows the growth in writing um, yeah. over the last four years, because Highway Tune is also included on the EP, and that was one of the first songs ever written, oh, nice. Black Smoke, in the last year. It's just kind of a good comparison to have on an yeah, album. Yeah, this is the range. You can hear the, you can hear the maturity in, in Black Smoke Rising. And I, I totally agree with that. That's my favorite song on the EP. I have jammed to that for a long time, and I think it's a little bit different than the other three, so it's got a cool um, you know, cool little difference there. So besides the awesome review from Metal Thoughts from the Spinning Thoughts podcast, what was the best feedback that you guys have received from your EP so far? I think the coolest thing is when, when you go out to shows and you have specific people that, that come to see your show, and you know that's the greatest feedback because that means they literally heard the music somewhere. And they, you know, they it gave them this feeling, and that feeling sparked um, this this promotion of us and uh, the willingness to come to a show. And it's you know, no matter where it is, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I I appreciate when I can see you know people singing our singing our songs. That it's really uh, inspirational. Yeah, that's probably one of the coolest moments for uh, an artist or a band is to, to see people really connecting that way and, and singing back to you the lyrics that you've put so much time and the music you've put so much time and effort in. Uh, and it just brings people together. It's an amazing feeling. Now, a lot of magic happens in the studio, and clearly a shit ton of magic happened in the studio for Black Smoke Rising because, again, this EP just fucking rocks. So uh, what's the best memory from the studio was there just like a a moment where everything clicked 
or just something that happened in studio that you guys can reflect on as being one of the cooler moments? Yeah, I think uh, there there are very special moments, and they happen they happen here and there sporadically. One of those moments for us was when Black Smoke was actually written, and uh, that was when Josh was in doing some vocal. No, I think Sam was working on some bass tracks, and uh, I started playing along that riff, and uh, and then you know, Danny picks up an acoustic, and we start working on that song, and. Josh come came into it, so we basically we basically wrote and formatted Black Smoke Rising in the studio in less than fifteen minutes while we're working on another track, which was kind of cool. So, guys, uh, we're talking a lot about the debut EP, Black Smoke Rising, and I'm assuming that many of the listeners here on Spinning Thoughts have probably by now at least heard a song, if not the entire EP. But uh, you guys were talking about Safari Song being you know, one of the collective favorites. I know it's one of Jay's. My favorite track off the EP is going to actually be a song we're going to play here in one moment, but my favorite track is Flower Power. Uh, I just absolutely love this song. I was pl- I was playing it yesterday. I was going to a concert in Pittsburgh, and uh, on the way to this show, I was listening to you guys, and Flower Power just gives me the best vibes uh, of a band that I've heard in 2017 so far. Can you guys give me any kind of background or insight on what Flower Power is to you? I think I think it's uh, it's just a simplistic and beautiful expression of what would be considered a, uh, an acoustic piece for us. You know, it's like we've got many other acoustic uh, material written as well, but that's kind of in our way uh, the interpretation of how we like to write at a softer angle that's the dynamic as a band flower power was one of the first real tastes of a song basically just writing itself and that was a really cool feeling to have yeah that was another song that was written in under 15 minutes wow (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy that you can put them down in 15 minutes and they sound that good yeah that's uh that's some amazing stuff guys so what we're going to do right now is we're going to play flower power off black smoke rising from Greta Van Fleet. Everybody, enjoy.
So you just finished listening to Flower Power off Black Smoke Rising from Greta Van Fleet. Now, guys, not too long ago, Greta played a string of shows with the struts. Oh, my Lord, is that fucking great. Now, I actually think that these two bands, you guys and and the struts, fit so, so well together. It makes so much sense. They're like the, like the UK version of, of you guys, um, in my opinion. It's just so theatrical and just, it's rock, man. I love it. So how was that whole experience with the Struts? It was awesome. You know, we the very first show, it was our first tour. We kind of had, we had a great drive going down. And then as soon as we got to the venue, they just, they, they were such humble people. They all came up and introduced themselves, made us feel a little bit more comfortable, welcomed us into the uh, touring life of music, but uh, but just traveling with them and, and getting to know them and talk to them and hear the stories that they had and share the stories we had. It was it was a really cool experience. Yeah, it's quite unique when, you know, there's there's two entities that are doing something so similar in the in the you know, in the modern scene of music. So I think that we really share a kinship. Yeah. In a sense. And going on and playing every show, we just felt comfortable because there was just a great lineup of music and you knew that the people were going to get out of it what they came for. Yeah. And that's a great lineup and it's a, you know, huge venue for you guys. And that had to have been really cool. Taken away from that. What was the best memory experience that you had from that adventure? Probably the last, the very last stop of the tour where, uh, you know, we all kind of got together. We went over to the restaurant next door and we all just hung out got to know each other, share stories, the entire crew, not just the band. All the stage guys, tour managers, you know, everyone, everyone just got together and kind of had this one last little celebration before we parted our separate ways temporarily. Don't worry, folks, we've got some more dates lined up with the struts, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do have uh, at least one more date. Is there more than one um, that you guys have coming up with them? Some tentative ones. Uh, I'm not privy to that information. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you might be. You just might not be privy to tell us. Um, and that's, okay. <laughs> and that's okay. We understand that. If um, you could be privy to come anywhere close to Pittsburgh though, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that we'd definitely be there. <laughs> we would definitely be there if you guys are in Pittsburgh. I don't think that there's a Pittsburgh date listed so far. There's a couple around us uh, and we're going to talk about this tour here uh, in a few moments. So I don't want to jump ahead, Jay. Okay. My bad. Uh, you two are on the list. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. That's what I want to fucking hear. Um, now, this is an interesting question. I, I haven't asked this one before, um, but if you could go back and do anything different with this this Struts experience, the tour you guys were on with them, what would you do different? That's a very fucking good Another question. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. Thing, the thing is, is as far as first tours go, it was it was great way we we had pretty much every single experience we needed good and bad i'd say the only thing that we would redo is um i mean picked up some of the equipment on the way and we even lost some of the equipment on the way such as keyboards and stuff so i would say the only thing personally i would do different is reevaluate um some of those things to make sure they they flow a little bit smoother you know some we, we made a checklist of things that um, we for, we had forgotten or that we would suggest for the next tour. Maybe things not to take. Yeah, things <laughs> not to take, I, things to take. 
All right, so um, the other really notable thing about this Struts experience that I, I want to just throw out there real quick that I f- thought was really fucking cool is from what I've read uh, from different publications and from the press releases that I received on you guys, I mean, you all were, were and you're humble guys, I'm sure, so you maybe won't admit to this, but you kind of stole the show from what I understand a little bit from the Struts. Now, um, the, I, I'm under the impression you guys were like getting encores, like the, the crowd was like ex- extremely into what you were doing. Can you uh, elaborate on that whatsoever? I'm not privy to that information. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. I see. <laughs> so they won't admit it's true, folks, but we're saying it's true. Yeah, from what I understand, that's what went down. How? I mean. Overall, though, I mean, that kind of reaction from the crowd. You got a great reaction from the crowd. You guys are humble. I appreciate that. W- what was the experience like receiving that kind of feedback on stage? It was it was incredibly uh, elating as well to, to see that reaction. Because, you know, usually what you see is, a, uh, you know, a European band coming here and being successful, which is kind of history's written uh lesson and then you know an american band going over to europe and being very large so we didn't expect right off the bat to have such a large reaction here in the states you know from from our own you know our own people here so you know going going on stage playing a show and having everybody just explode until we got all the equipment off and they wouldn't stop until we did and once we had it <laughs> off they would they would you know respect the headlining you know the headliner and, and maybe tone down a bit but that was that was I don't think any of us were expecting that. So th- this is a great transition then into our next segment, which is going to talk about this headlining tour that you guys are going to be, uh, you know, taking on here very very soon. I mean, again, with the Struts when you were playing with them, you, essentially the crowd was wanting encores, like they wanted you to keep going, uh, and that that probably wasn't uh, in the itinerary for the for those dates but now you have the opportunity coming up here to uh really uh show the crowd you know a deeper collection of music so uh at the end of july and really ramping up into august this is the first headlining tour for you guys right yes it is how fucking stoked are you guys for that very fucking stoked, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We got an f bomb out of them. Finally, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect you guys to be like, yeah. I guess it's okay. You know, it's the <laughs> we're we're okay about it. Like, obviously, yeah. This is a really big deal. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, now, guys, I saw on the socials. This is kind of talking about the same thing about like set and songs and everything i saw on the socials that the band has been posting about this upcoming tour obviously everyone's excited about it uh and that you're going to be playing both old and new songs so with a headlining set you're you're going to be playing more than what the ep covers so yes what can i don't know if you could tell me but i'm gonna ask what are some of the new songs Maybe you can drop a title or something. What are some of the new songs that people might hear when they catch you on tour? Or well, you- I can think of, think of three, perhaps. There's going to be one, one and these are all tentative, too, because I'm not, you know, we're not all sure that these will be on the set list, but right. um, um, talk, talk on the Street um, is one. Uh, no, that's a huge contender um, for the next EP or full-length album for sure yeah nice. so you, I, 
probably will be hearing that one. Mountain of the Sun is another one. And that's a slide slide tune. Oh. Um, and yeah, a little bit of slide soloing in that one. That one's fun. And then uh, maybe the Open Sea song, which is another tune in, the, in an Open Sea tuning, but Open C-E-A, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Punny. Punny. It's cheeky. <laughs> You're going to be like headlining your tour and you're also going to be doing some dates with bands like Hailstorm, Five Finger Death Punch, Pop Evil, Rob Zombie. Are there any of those bands that you guys are like just super stoked to be sharing the stage with? Yeah, I'm actually I think we're all quite stoked to be sharing the stage on all of those performances. <laughs> yeah. Anybody in particular that stands out like you're just like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to play with Hailstorm." You know, I think I think those those will be great bands. I'm looking forward to meeting people like you know, Ozzy Osbourne, if that if that comes about, because he's been around in the in, or the in the industry, honestly, for so long, and it'd be cool to just kind of pick his brain, if you will, if there is even anything left to pick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the historical significance. So yeah, I think we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, that would be really really awesome. I mean, these dates you guys have got coming up. I mean, obviously. You guys are young, and you're killing it. You guys are playing like you've been doing it for 40 years. I mean, I I can't even imagine. I don't know if I could handle uh, the amount of success and excitement and energy that's behind the band. It's really actually impressive, um, the, the direction everything is going. Uh, but beyond playing the music, what's the most exciting or fun part of touring for you guys? Uh, no, no sleep. That's probably the most fun. Oh, you like that, huh? <laughs> it's not the most effective, but it sure is a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I would say seeing, I would say seeing the turnout, seeing the people's reactions to the music, and yeah, it, it really is all about the audience and about the fans. Uh, for me, I really, I, that's the most fun part of it. Getting to travel the world at a music expense is <laughs> just bad. It's so cool, and you know, we we have. We have the van set up, so we, you can play instruments in the van, and that's how we uh, keep writing on the way and keep dabbling with things. We're constantly listening to more music. Yeah, I have a feeling of that, you know, being, you know, subject to that in this touring environment and this moving, that probably will have some presidents in the next album. So it might be a shitload heavier than the first one, but... There it is. <laughs> Now, guys, we've spent some time talking about the debut EP, the upcoming headlining tour. So what I want to do right now is just kind of take a look back a little to the start of the band, just to kind of um, recapture some of the uh, moments that l that are leading up to or that have led up to this where you guys are at right now. So obviously, you know, you guys said you've been a band for about four years, right? Uh, how did all of this really get going? Well, it started it started about five years ago. If you want to take it back even further than that, um, I, I, I have I've been playing guitar since uh, since I can you know I can't remember, and I've always wanted to form form a, a group to this sort of I guess caliber, you know, this sort of approach to it. And uh, I never thought it would be my brother's or Danny, but you know that's where the rivers, that's where the rivers flown. So it, <laughs> it, it yeah, it just so happened that way. And um, so about five years ago, it was a previous drummer we had. It was me, me, Sam, and Josh. 
uh, Sam, Josh, and myself, and uh, I guess the previous drummer just couldn't keep up. Danny stepped in, and that's that's how it's been for the last four years. Now it just kind of well, go it ahead. just kind of worked out because we you know we grew up in a small town. We all knew each other. We didn't know each other that well, you know, musically. We've gotten to know each other very well in the last few years, but we we were kind of really the only ones that had this this uh, shared, you know, talent, I guess, perspective on the music, passion, yeah, <laughs> um, for, for this type of music, and it just worked really well right off the bat. Now, uh, this is going to be like a double question. Jake, I want you to answer first, and Danny, you're going to answer second. So, Jake, what's it like being in a band with your brothers? And then, Danny, after Jake's done, what's it like being in a band with three brothers? <laughs> uh, well, you, you know, I think it's, it's, it's quite special to share that kinship with each other. You know, there's a certain connection, I suppose. That, that you have with your brothers and just knowing. So that helps with performances, it helps in the studio. And um, yeah, there's a, there's a shared nature to it. So it, it's very helpful. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool for me because I grew up um, the older brother to a younger sister. So I never, you know, and that's my only sibling, I never had a brother or brothers for that matter. And uh, now to, to be able to have you know these these guys that I call brothers. Honestly, it, and the fact that we we share the same passion and we're doing the same thing and we're you know we're making our career out of it. It's it's quite special. Now, Jay, I know you can relate a little bit uh, with me uh, with butting heads a little bit with brothers, right? Um, so, I mean, Jake, do you, do you and the brothers? Do you guys ever get into it at all? And Danny, do you are you like the mediator ever, like being like not one of the brothers? <laughs> I honestly, yeah, we we you know we have been in some you know some sort of stipulating point where it breaks and we do become angry, and it could be you know physically, it could be physically, it could be physically fighting. <laughs> we have a bunch of shit out of each other. Bro. You have you have a bunch of men with built up testosterone yeah, in yeah. the music industry. What else do you expect really? Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good equation for, you know, sometimes being getting violent. But I think I think Danny, honestly, being so close as he is like a brother, I think that shares shares some of the some of those situations. Oh yeah. I don't I don't think there is a mediator. There could be, <laughs> be a tour manager Mike. God, he's a great mediator. He's, he's been around for all of us. If he wasn't there, then yeah, I think we'd all be in half parts right now. There's a lot of uh, a lot of comparisons uh, from different publications and, and reviewers and whatnot uh, of of your sound to being, you know, comparable to some of the heavy hitters of the '60s and '70s, the classic rock, blues era. How do you guys all look at this comparison? That would be the perfect comparison. I mean, those are all of our influences as well. I think that's a com the common ground with all of us is is a shared appreciation for the blues. You know, we all really you know dig the blues, and and then and then some of the heavier hitters and the British invasion. You know, and that was the reinterpretation of the blues. I think we're just reinterpreting more of that material. So yeah, I I, I 
think we all really appreciate the those comparisons. Yeah, for me, those comparisons mean so much because when I look back at those artists, they just had all the energy that I would ever want. You know, it's kind of a goal to be able to go on look like you have that much energy and to really show it in your music as well. And I've always been proud of that. So if you guys could go back to that period of time, the classic rock blues era, the 60s and 70s, and you can tour with any one band, who are you taking out? Honestly, I mean, some of them, some, they're just also different. Some of them, like The Who, that would just be a, a crazy fun tour just to be on based off of themselves. I think I'd, I'd want to tour with Cream. <clears throat> really? Okay. Of, of all the um, Eric Clapton... Uh, bands, you would go with Cream. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I I dig it. So guys, um, let's see here. What do I want to go with? We're we're heading towards the back end of the episode, so I've got to be very uh, selective in what I ask. Um, okay, real quick, actually, what I I want to ask you guys about this. So I don't always ask bands about their band name. Okay, um, because there's a mystique sometimes that bands like to hold to it, and I'm fine with that. But it seems like Greta is open at least i've found you know essentially where you guys at least from what i understand from the internet um where the name comes from so basically it like greta van fleet is the name of an and, and i'm quoting the internet and if it's on the internet it has to be true absolutely uh it's it's like an elder in your community right i mean how did this all come about it's such an interesting story it's not true it's not true <laughs> yeah no it's true <laughs> Damn you, Internet, you fucking tricked me again. Yeah, it, it is. It's, uh, it's a town elder. I think that when we we had a show coming up the very next day and we hadn't put the name together yet and we were coming down to a point where we're like, okay, we just need to name our, you know, give, give the music our names. It's actually funny. Josh doesn't think that bands should have names. You know, that, there's, some, there's some truth to that, you know. But you know, they can only they can only screw up the translation of the music, the material, and the name. But yeah. it is great that you hear the name Greta Van Fleet, and you in particular have any idea of what kind of music we play. <laughs> so that, that's another that's another angle. But yeah, we had a show the very next day. We had to name it, and our drummer, uh, previous drummer, came in and he's having uh, breakfast with his grandfather, and he said, "I can't stick around for too long because I have to go cut wood for Greta Van Fleet later." And she was. Uh, <laughs> She's the town elder, and we said, you know, Josh said, that's it. That's that's going to be the name of the band. So we took the N out, and it was Greta Van Fleet. Wow. Um, now, if you guys weren't called Greta Van Fleet, what would you be called? Was there any other band names that you were even just tossing around? Jake and the Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> if there's well, ever a side a- project. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, there really weren't any other names. Uh, Jake and the Douchebags is another one. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, pretty yeah. solid one, actually. Um, <laughs> it's like Green Day has that like that alter ego band. What is it? The Foxborough Hot Tubs? Um, so if you guys ever wanted to go that route, you could always just have Jake and the Douchebags. I think that that has a nice ring to it. I'd you? probably buy a Jake and the Douchebags t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can only imagine what the album cover of that one would look like. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, guys, um, as we're heading to the end of this episode 81, uh, which, again, thank you to everybody who's been here for the Adobe premiere. Uh, this will obviously drop on all platforms um, later in the week. But um, before we move on to our fun segment that we created just for you guys, what else can we expect from Greta for the rest of 2017 beyond what we already know? Is there anything you can tell us or tease us with a little bit? Well, I think maybe well, I'm not privy to that. Yeah, I think that we, you know, we, we, there's talk of a single release and of course the tour. And by the end of the season, I think we're looking at a European tour as well. So those are all things in the air. And a full-length album, of course. I cannot but, you wait. Know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. If hey, there, me either. <laughs> if there's anything um, that I take away from Black Smoke Rising is how much it makes me want more. Like, that is just, like, I think the best way to, like, put out a release is to leave the listener wanting more. And I want so much more. So... Um, guys, we're counting on you to to look into this arsenal of twenty twenty five songs that you have and get it together for all of us to hear. What do you think? Oh, absolutely, deal. All right, count on it. All right, they're privy to that information, everybody. So fuck yeah. Now, um, <laughs> before we uh, round off this episode, um, we're gonna play. Just a, it's. I don't even know if you could say it's a game. I mean, uh, basically, we created a brand new segment. Uh, for you guys here, Jake and Danny from Greta Van Fleet. It's called Rock Battle. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to tell you, like, basically from, like, the classic rock, 60s, 70s, maybe even 80s era of music, we're going to pair up some bands and some other random questions, and you're going to just have to say what band you like better or artists you like better, things like that. You guys down with it? Let's do it. You're going to pit it against each other to the death? Is that what we're going to do? No, here's how we're going to do it. So, Jake, I want you to answer first, and Danny, you're going to answer second, just so we can get the voice clarity for everybody listening at home. So, Jake's going to answer first, Danny's going to be second, um, and Jay and I are just going to list off a couple matchups of bands and things like that, and you guys are going to tell us what you dig more. You down? Excellent. Let's do it. All right, so I'll take the first one. So uh, this is Rock Battle with Jake and Danny from Greta Van Fleet. So first up, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Oh, my. Oh, are you kidding me? These are all, like, impossible. <laughs> Get ready, because that, that's just the tip of it, the iceberg. It gets much worse from here. All right, okay, I'm going to have to go with the Beatles on that one. I am also going to go with the Beatles. <laughs> all right, uh, we're, Jay and I are going to answer, too. Jay, go ahead. The Beatles. I love the Stones, but the Beatles. I'm going to say the Beatles as well. There we go. Um, all right, next oh. up. Now, Jay didn't know the second artist, so I, I am hoping you guys do. Uh, would you go with Bob Dylan or Donovan? Oh, uh, Bob, I love... Yeah, go for it. I love Donovan, so I'm going to have to go with Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to go with Bob Dylan. He kind of paved the way for a lot of musicians as well. I'm not a huge Dylan fan, but I didn't know who Donovan was, so, you know, I'm going to go with Donovan. Of course you are. I could have read that. I could have seen that coming a mile away. Um, I will also say Bob Dylan, although I do have a signed book from Donovan, uh, and he signed it to, I think he said Angela, which, whatever, dude, A-O, it's all the same thing, um, and he said, keep that shit. 
So I will keep that shit, Donovan. Thank you for the signed book. Um, all right, this one's a tough one. Uh, Black Sabbath or Metallica? Ooh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, for sure. Black Sabbath, easy. I will go with Black Sabbath as well. I think we're all on the same page so far, it seems. Right, guys? I like it, yeah. (laughs) Jay, why don't you ask the next one? All right, Queen or Aerosmith? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to have to go with Queen. Damn, Jake, I'm also going to have to go with Queen, man. (laughs) I'm going to say Queen, too, but I will say when I was jamming to Greta Van Fleet this morning, I love Aerosmith, and I was picking up a little bit of an Aerosmith vibe, but I'm going to go with Queen. I am not a huge fan of Aerosmith. I do like, I I appreciate what they do, but I am definitely a Queen guy, so there we go. We're we're all saying the same things. Let's see if we can find something that uh, creates a little uh, divisiveness here. So, guys, favorite, favorite Beatle? Oh. Oh no! Don't you? I know you. These uh, hit you where it hurts. Shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with. I'll go. I'm gonna go with Paul McCartney. Yeah, same here. He's he's he's. I you going with John? No, I'm going with Paul McCartney because he's just he's he is the Beatles to me. Honestly, he's he is so multi talented. It's ridiculous. That sits home with me. Paul McCartney is one of my favorite artists of all time, so the dissension's on you, Ange. Well, Jay, I think you know that I'm not going to say Paul McCartney, right? I, I knew that from the beginning that you weren't going to say Paul McCartney. And uh, Greta doesn't get to see this because they're not in studio with us, but as Jay and I look around the studio, I literally, hanging on every wall, is what, Jay? Um, the Beatles. The Beatles are hanging on every... Paul McCartney is the only one with the solo poster, though. So well, because he's the only... Well, yeah, okay. Anyways, my favorite Beatle would be... John Lennon. I've got um I've got a husky and I've got a German shepherd. Their names are Yoko and Lennon. So, you know, I just got to I got to stick to what I know. Um I'm going to have to go with Ringo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Ringo doesn't get enough so love. So underappreciated. Yeah, he doesn't get enough oh. love. Um I've seen Ringo tw- twice, I think. Um I'd see him a third time. Um Jay, take the next one for these guys. We've got a couple more for you here in Rock Battle. All right, so we've got The Who or Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. I'm gonna have to go with Led Zeppelin on that one. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one because they're just those are the bands that people always compare. So it's really tough and really makes you think. I'm gonna have to go with Zeppelin as well. It and I agree. It's not fair because they should be in separate categories. Because I would love to pick both of them, but Led Zeppelin is one of my favorite bands from childhood, probably all time. I do love Led Zeppelin. The first vinyl I ever can remember hearing, hearing, that's not even a fucking word, hearing. The first vinyl album I remember hearing uh, was uh, Who's Next by The Who. So, um, and I one of my favorite albums of all time is The Who by Numbers. So I'm going to rule with The Who. And Jay and I went and saw The Who for the 50th anniversary. So, Jay, apparently you didn't like it. It as was much the best show I've ever been to. I mean, obviously, I've never <laughs> seen Led Zeppelin. True. Okay. Uh, we got a few more here, guys. Uh, what's the better album, Pet Sounds or Sgt. Pepper's? Sgt. Pepper's, hands down. Yeah, Sgt. Pepper's. That's that's always been a very a favorite, personally, for all of us. <laughs> Not going to get an argument from me. So what is it, Sgt. Pepper's, Jay? It's Sgt. Pepper's. I actually, I do like the Beach Boys, but I never 
I don't know. Maybe I'm not as uh, knowledgeable about music as I think, but I don't necessarily see. I don't know. Like, I don't know why Pet Sounds is compared. I think Sgt. Pepper's blows it out of the water. So they're seasonal and regional. So, you know, Sgt. Pepper's is very universal. It's yeah. A great yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, that's a I good think point. It's more iconic, but the, even like Pet Sounds was, you know, also another historically significant album. And I think, we, yeah, everybody ended up in, we all love the Beach Boys too. So it's, that's a difficult one as well. We're going to ask you guys two more here for Rock Battle. Jay, take the second to last one that you see down there. If you could bring back one person from the 27 Club, who would it be? Oh, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to go with Jimi Hendrix, don't you? Dude, because, yeah, I would, if I brought him back, he would be, he would be, he would have to teach me something. So. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what no, do you think? I'm going to have, I'm going to say Morrison or Joplin. Jay? This is going to be a very unpopular answer because all those other people are so talented, but my boy, Kurt. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Um, I, <laughs> I, and Jay knows that. I mean, I am not a Nirvana guy. I am not a Kurt Cobain guy. I, I struggle to, to really get into the Foo Fighters, although I love Dave Grohl and I, I actually love everything else Dave Grohl does outside of Foo Fighters. Um, so I am going to obviously say here, Jim Morrison. He's I love Jim Morrison. What a fucking that guy is like seriously like he I don't even know if he was a human. Like that guy was fucking crazy. Um all right, the last question in rock battle with Jake and Danny from Greta Van Fleet. Would you rather see the surviving members of Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin come back in tour? Probably probably Pink Floyd. Really? Yeah, because of the production. <laughs> I, think, I think Zeppelin's very set on their, on their. Yeah, it depends on how old they are when they're performing. Saying, going forward and saying we can't recapture what we did, and it wouldn't, it just wouldn't be right. And I think that Pink Floyd would ultimately be putting on a better show in the modern. Yeah. Uh, question: How old are these guys going to be? It's today. Are they going to be in the front? No, it's going to be like how they are today. All right. Um. How they are today, I might also have to go with Pink Floyd. They're they're just they have that iconic show. That'd be awesome to see because that's kind of what we're you know we have in our views too. I'm gonna go with Zeppelin because of what you said earlier. I feel like Pink Floyd might actually be something that we see someday. Ah, uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, wishful thinking for sure. I think there's a better chance of Floyd than Zeppelin for sure, but um. Yeah, I would say Floyd as well, too. Uh, now, guys, real quick, just to ask this question. Do, do you think that the reason why Zeppelin isn't doing it is because Plant just doesn't have the chops anymore? Uh, I think that they're like, there may be multiple multiple layers to that. I think that a big contributor to them not wanting to get back together is the lack of John Bonham. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that they're respecting him in that way, saying that, you know, we, we can't do what we did because there is that missing element. And that, you know, that's respectable, I guess. Robert Plant knew him, anyone else did. So it's it's really hard. It was probably so hard Plant. after they lost him. Yeah, and John Paul Jones over. has a lot going on. So Yeah, but also, I mean, they've got the son. You know what I mean? And how much better could it be than to have Bonham's son? I mean, and Bonham, 
his son plays a, a Zeppelin cover band, right? I mean, he's he's doing the tunes. He is. So, yeah, you know, like I'd be fine with like Sean Lennon coming in with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, you know what I mean? And Danny Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, obviously guys, uh Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, they're listening. So guys, um they're they're frequents of spinning thoughts, obviously. Um so uh, guys, just just build the bridge back and let's get a Zeppelin tour and it will be fucking incredible. And Bury the hatchet. Greta Van Fleet will open for you. I was just going to say it. Greta will open and it'll be fucking insane. Um, All right, guys. So that was Rock Battle with Jake and Danny from Greta Van Fleet. Guys, what did you think? Yeah, that was cool. Awesome. (laughs) I love it. It tests the brain and I like that. We're just, we're keeping you guys on your toes, you know? (laughs) I love it. Someone has to. All right. So before we sign off, Jake and Danny, is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your fans? Well, we're looking forward to seeing all of you. Hopefully, you can make it out to one of the shows on the headlining tour, and we'll be with you very soon. And if you're uh, sensitive to loud noise, I would suggest earplugs. Guys, we're going to talk off the air for one moment, so don't hang up. But I want to thank you so much, Jake and Danny from Greta Van Fleet, for being with us here for episode 81 of Spinning Thoughts. Thank you. Once again, I'd like to thank Jake and Danny from Greta Van Fleet for being with us here for episode 81 of Spinning Thoughts. I loved having a co-host this time. So, Jay, what did you think of this whole experience with Greta? Man, that was a cool experience. Those are really grounded dudes, and that's nice to see. Um, I've, I've written about it. I've tweeted about it. Greta Van Fleet is one of the best new bands that's out there right now, regardless of what kind of music you listen to. I mean, they've got pop appeal, they've got rock appeal, they've got classic rock appeal, heavy stuff. Check these guys out while they're on this tour. You are not going to regret it. They have their debut EP, Black Smoke Rising, available everywhere. So check it out. As Jay mentioned, they're going to be on tour at the end of July and really beefing it up in August. So if they're in a city anywhere near you, make sure you head out and check out Greta Van Fleet. Now, while you're looking into Greta, make sure you're checking Spinning Thoughts out on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, SoundCloud, all that social media jazz. You can subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and more. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and that's where you can find Metal Thoughts featuring yours truly, J-Bone, and he wrote about Greta Van Fleet in Metal Thoughts, so check that out for sure. And obviously, we have premiere episodes every Thursday on Adobe Radio at midnight. Thursdays at midnight, Adobe Radio. Do not miss it. Everybody, I want to thank you so much for being here for another episode of Spinning Thoughts. I love the friendships that we're making online, in person, at concerts. And uh, Jay, I want to thank you for being here. My pleasure. Anytime. Everybody, until next time, make sure you share music, spread love. Spread love.